Welcome to Live in a Home That Pays You Back, the podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of owning a home. Your host is Anna Simone, who explains how your home can be healthy, sustainable, and provide long-term security for you and your family. Anna's guests include technology leaders and innovators in the housing industry who share the kind of knowledge you need to meet the market with confidence. Make informed decisions about home construction, renovation, energy scores, water conservation, wind, solar, geothermal power, and lots more. It's time for you to live in a home that pays you back. Now here's your host, Anna Simone. Hello everyone, this is Anna Simone, and today we are traveling to Asheville, North Carolina to speak with an old friend of mine, Mary Lowe. She is principal of Love the Green Real Estate Consulting. Mary and I first talked about three years ago because I was writing an article about agri-hoods and all of that Riverside community, which is located in Asheville, North Carolina, is absolutely beautiful. And when I was speaking with them, they said to me, you got to talk to the woman that designed the model house here. And that's when I picked up the phone and called Mary. And I can't believe it's been three years. So Mary is the principal and owner of Love the Green Real Estate Consulting. And she has been active in the sustainable home building industry for 20 years. And as a matter of fact, she was one of the first people on the block to start promoting sustainably built and zero-friendly homes. She's won three awards in energy-efficient home construction. And in fact, she built what is officially known as the most energy-efficient home in North Carolina and won an award in 2019 for that home. So, Mary, I'm thrilled to have you again. Welcome to our podcast Ah, thank you so much, Anna. I'm so glad to be here, and I can't believe it's been three years. <laughs> I know. Well, the pandemic has just taken a blip out of our lives, and I think now we're breathing the fresh air, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> so welcome to our show. I am dying to find out a little bit about the house that you built five years ago now, which has the title... The first energy efficient home or the first net zero home. And you got to know, I looked on your website and I saw that HERS ResNet certificate. You are officially zero carbon emissions. So tell us, um, you know, a little bit about how that whole process, how you got started in building the house. Wow. So it's a good story. Actually, when I lived in California, I'm an environmental scientist and a building scientist and a teacher as well. So I would write these grants dealing with various environmental things. But at the time, green building wasn't popular. So I was a little frustrated about that. You think in California, we'd have more of a green building interest, but we didn't back then. Mm-hmm. So I decided to move to Asheville, North Carolina, because they actually had a green building council. (laughs) They do, a very powerful one. Yes, and that was in 2003, and when I moved here, I became the project manager for a program that the Green Building Council had created for North Carolina certified green homes. Hmm. And with that, my job 
was to convince builders and realtors and homeowners that having a certified home was very important. And I learned a lot back then about what needed to be promoted for clients and the difference between what builders wanted to do. <laughs> well, you're a certified energy star home raider. I am. And the 20 years, I mean, like I said, you were like the first person on the block doing this. I mean, energy star ratings, green building certificates, you know, all of the different ratings that we have across the country carry so much weight and the saleability of a home. And I know that North Carolina has contributed so much in its innovative design and support of what we call the green building industry. So tell me, when you started to build the house, how did you end up in an agri-hood such as Olivet, which I can't say enough wonderful things. That's where I would live if I were living in an agri-hood. And as you know, Mary, I covered a hundred agri-hoods across the country and I talked to so many of them, but I have a special place in my heart for all of that. And you are living there in the model house that you built. Yes. And thank you for saying that, Anna. The fact that you would live here, that's just so important that you said that. Oh, I, I really appreciate that. And I yeah. will uh, share that with our community. Uh, yeah. So it, it's interesting. My wife and I, when we moved to uh, from California to Asheville, we actually, twenty. this was 20 years ago, we wanted to create a community that was designed around a farm and had sustainable homes. Mm. We could, you know, that was before it was called an agrihood. Oh. That was our concept. We could not find investors willing to invest um, in any of the projects. So we sort of had to give that up and just start dealing with promoting certified homes. Mm. And eventually... All of that uh, came into existence because uh, three people got together and decided that they wanted to to build uh, around a farm. And then I became involved in dealing with the green homes and some of the uh, requirements and recommendations that I thought that houses should have within the development. And... uh, of course, you know, we had to live here. I was working with some of my real estate clients and was promoting and, and having them buy into the community. <clears throat> and I had to wait, though, until the farm side was opened up because we we have different sides. And I did I wanted to build the house, the model home on the farm yeah. side because I knew that's where I wanted to live. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got uh, quite quite a farming agricultural operation there. So now, in addition to doing consulting, Mary, you have a team of people that are real estate brokers and they sell homes in the great and, you know, in a, in a wide area. And one of the things that I really respect about your business model is that you mentioned on your website that you're that your brokers have their own website so that they can, you know, market themselves based on the unique qualities that they have to offer. And, you know, that is so important. Yeah, you're a team player. I I, I can see that in everything that you do. 
And I am so happy that there is somebody that is providing consulting services for people who are builders, developers that are interested in agri-hoods, because I, I think that we're going to see a little bit more interest in that in the future, based on what our lives have been like the past three years. So can you describe your consulting services? You do offer a wide range, and I want to hear who, besides brokers and realtors um, and professional consulting, do you provide any coaching services to consumers directly? I do, and for a long time, those services had been, uh, you know, face-to-face, but with COVID, they became much more virtual, so I expanded out uh, across the nation rather than just uh, locally. Yeah. And part of those services that for those consumers, most of my clients are looking to build a home rather than find one that exists. Um, mm. So what I do with them is really hone in on why they want a sustainable home. I like it. And, yeah. And then we go through the process with helping them find a builder, an architect, of course, uh, if it's if I'm dealing with them virtually and they're in another state, then I'll help them find a realtor who is familiar with sustainability and work with that realtor on helping them select the, a site because that's one of the most important things to do is to pick the correct lot or land to build on. Hmm. And once they're in that process, this is what's really interesting, Anna, is lots of times it boils down to cost of something. And like a client might want uh, a really large decked out bathroom, yeah. which doesn't necessarily go with water efficiency. So I have to <laughs> talk to them about uh, remind them why they wanted a sustainable home. So the, part of what I'm doing when I'm consulting is really uh, helping them understand what their desires are and what's most important to them. Yeah. Well, the priorities, I, I've noticed it over the past four or five years, the real estate industry seems to always be talking a lot about trends, you know, like the sliding barn door was a trend or the, the open cat, the open kitchen cat, no, instead of cabinets, you had open shelving. And then, you know, after a while with people having toddlers running around slamming those barn doors, people were thinking, why I'm sorry, I did this. And even open shelving, you know, people thought, I'm tired of taking the sugar and the flour and putting it into these jars because my mother comes over to help me cook. She doesn't know which is which. And, you know, things really begin to make sense. And there's a, you know, now that we have an average home price in America that is approaching $400,000, we're not talking about two or 3% interest rates. We're not talking about hundred and $200,000 homes. And the new census track, the new census reports just came out two weeks ago, and, you know, the average utility costs in America are now $3,000 a year. You know, that is the that is the average cost across the country and for 
And the average home size across America is really closer to 2,000 square feet. So if you've got a 4,000 square foot McMansion and you've got that oversized bathroom, it's not just water conservation you have to be thinking about. It's really efficient use of space. And so, Mary, I think that when you're first talking to a customer, it sounds to me like you're trying to feel out their priorities. And so what are people asking for? Like the very first time you talk to a customer or your agents talk to a customer, they say they want a sustainable home. They want it to be energy efficient. But what are you hearing if they on their budget? If you're building a new home and the builder says, well, for $10,000 more, you can get a heat pump, and for $5,000 more, you can get a tankless hot water system. What are you hearing about their priorities and what they're ordering as they kind of bump up their their basic sales price for these extra energy-efficient features? So sometimes it's shock at first, like, whoa, that I didn't really expect it to be that much more. But once I start talking to them about the value added of that selected heat pump or water heater and the long range savings, yes, that's what makes sense to them. And they're like, oh, and you know, for the heat pump hot water heater, the payback is in three years. Mm-hmm. That's fast. That's really fast. Yeah. And when I start talking about that, there, it makes sense. And This is where I step in as a consultant because builders often don't have the time or the training to help uh, their clients understand that long-term value. Right. And that makes the difference when there's an extra person supporting the customer's initial desire for a sustainable home. Right. Well, I would imagine you're in a moderate climate in North Carolina. And so if there's a big price difference between getting double glazed, you know, double pane windows, high performance windows, high performance doors, in the mind of the consumer, why should I spend $20,000 more for high-performance windows when it's not really that cold here. It doesn't really get that hot. We have a lot of bruises, and they kind of talk themselves out of it. But I think you're probably one of the people that can explain to them about, you know, the history of the passive passive uh, heating and cooling, which doesn't cost anything, and how your home will actually stay warmer in the winter, and it'll stay cooler in the summer just because you've got the high-performance windows. And so the things that are not so obvious, but, you know, my my hot button is the indoor air quality because, and you've mentioned that a lot in your site, too, or what you do. There's just no doubt about it. You live in a high-performance home, a high-performance HVAC system, no matter what the fuel is. They put the proper ventilation, you and your family are going to be healthier. Yeah. And so can you tell me a little bit about um, your classes, your coaching services? How's that, how's that going for you? Well, it's really going well. And I, I've got to say that I have put a focus now on training realtors nationally. I've created an online academy 
And I really think that realtors have the ability to change the world. <laughs> they do. Well, consumers listen to them. Yes. And they know how to market, right? Yeah. So when a realtor says it is more important for a house to have energy efficient heat pump than it is to have the flex space, that makes a difference. And the flex space may not be helping them save money on their utility bills. But how about are are people saying in their minds, I want to be I want an eco-friendly home. So I think we're going to skip all of these extra features and we're just going to get solar panels now. All right. And all due respect, I don't want to offend anybody here, especially our friends in the solar industry. But that's not a one price fits all solution. Okay, you've got to have an energy efficient home in order for the solar panels to be effective. So it's kind of like Mary, am I right? It's kind of putting the cart before the horse. Oh, Anna, you are so right. <laughs> I am. Thank you. And I and you're the environmentalist. I, I just write about stuff, and so I think that well, if you're going to get a zero percent loan on solar panels, then go ahead and get that loan. It just depends on on what money is coming out of your pocket and you got to prioritize it. So what are the realtors telling you on your virtual coaching sessions, what their customers are asking for in different parts of the country? Well, so I've got to jump on this solar comment because (laughs) of, of course, a lot of clients think that solar is the answer to everything, that that makes a house energy efficient. It's marketed very well, so that's and solar panels are something that they can see. That's right. So of course, that is something that they ask a, a realtors about is the solar panels. Uh, I just have to tell you two stories with solar panels. Uh, I had uh, a friend who was so delighted that she put on solar panels on her house uh, in California, and she was telling me all about it. And I went to visit her, and she had her windows open. <laughs> That's not efficient. And I, I was like, no, that it doesn't work that way. Just because you have solar panels doesn't mean that you can have your AC running and your windows open at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to explain that to her about uh, – so we, there's this misconception, you know, that uh, the solar panels can take care of everything. And then the other case that I had was very interesting with a client who was older, and she had put solar panels on her home without really taking into consideration the age of her current roof. Yes, she, you know, it was valuable to her for the first three years, but then her roof uh, needed to be reshingled. Yeah, and so those solar panels had to be taken out because they had put a, a little extra weight on the house and they, then replaced. So it actually ended up costing her more money because she didn't understand the whole process that's involved before you put on solar panels. Yeah, she skipped a step. Because she did. Ch- checking your roof is a recommendation. Well, 
I think that people need to separate heating and cooling the house with using solar energy for another purpose. I like to see solar panels as one singular purpose, and that is to charge the standalone generator. Because a generator, and this with climate change, is so important. Or or just create a solar carport and eight or ten panels, and you can drive an electric car 80 miles a day without ever having to worry about it. And that's only, you know, a typical geographic climate with, you know, five or six hours. So I want to know, because I'm not talking to consumers, that what, what do customers really want? I mean, what are the things that they're saying when they get in that car and go around looking at houses and they're, and they're in an average price range. So your friends in California might tell you that their average price range is seven or $800,000. And, but what are their priorities? So even the clients who are not asking for a sustainable home, when I do my initial interview with them and ask them what's important, energy efficiency is important because some of the people who had had older homes were paying so much for their energy bills that they are looking at that even without wanting a sustainable home. So I would say energy efficiency is absolutely the number one request. Okay. And they want it all done? Are they willing to do some deep retrofits? They are willing to do retrofits. Weatherization is one of the most simple things that a homeowner can do to improve energy efficiency. And quite often they can do it themselves. So when I talk to them about that, especially if they're on a limited budget, they are willing to take an older home and say, okay, Mary, after after uh, they have purchased the house, they'll say, now what do we got to do to make it more energy efficient? And uh, they can have an energy audit. And for, you know, five to $10,000, they can make a significant difference yeah. in uh, an older home with the weatherization components. Right. Well, now with the 30% tax credits... The incentive is so powerful out there right now. I mean, we're talking a $10,000 brand new furnace, get $3,000 subtracted off the bottom line of your your taxes owed. And, you know, for the first time in history, the IRS is now allowing the 30% tax credit on standalone generators. And even though there are some $1,200 caps there, there's a long list of uh, not only appliances, but the electrification and the labor and the wiring and everything that goes with it now has that deduction. But if there are two people that own the home, that's really $2,400. So I think it's great. But so tell us how people can find you, Mary, and if they, they want to hire you, if they're, whether they're a realtor or they're thinking about building a neighborhood. You've got so much experience. You've got 20, 20 years, three awards, a very successful business model. You're, I think you've done so great. I, I, I'm in awe. So tell us how people can find you and who can hire you. Okay. So the real estate website is lovethegreen.org, lovethegreen.org. It's great. And then my individual uh, 
consulting website is MaryLoveConsulting.com. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. if you don't have, all of you listeners, if you don't have a pencil, no worries, because those two website addresses will be on my website, AnnaDeSimone.net, under my podcast timeline. And so can you describe, like, do you have virtual classes for people who are thinking about doing a retrofit or maybe they're out looking to to buy a new home or maybe they're going to buy some prefab and be the general contractor of their own construction? Those classes are coming. Right now, the courses are focusing for realtors and builders because we still need to get that group as well as appraisers to understand the value of green high-performance homes. The uh, other courses that are going to be uh, available in the summer are actually dealing with more with your yard and organic gardening, what Hmm. you can do with the landscaping outside. I want to have a guest uh, class uh, with um, a permaculture designer. Hmm. He's going to do that. And then we're going to have another course that's very interesting. It is going to be a, about creating microgrids on farms. (laughs) You mean like solar or hydro or wind power microgrids? Yeah, solar microgrid systems uh, on farms and how farmers can utilize that to help continue to have their farm pay for that money to them. Well, the microgrid sometimes gives you positive energy and you can sell that energy or maybe help you know, broaden the areas that are accessing the electricity. Well, I mean, it's no secret out there. Climate change has totally changed everything for the people who live in California. I mean, 25 trillion tons of water dropped on California across on all areas of the state in over a 16-day period. And so... All of you who are following my podcasts, I did a podcast on climate resilient and how you can get a report to see if you're living in an area that we well, you know what the climate risk is. But the one thing that I know about energy efficient homes is half the battle. The climate resiliency is already done because if you build, don't matter, you build an energy efficient home, it's going to have the waterproofing and the footings around the base part of the basement of the house or the foundation. And this is where it starts. It doesn't matter whether you're in a dry area that is prone or vulnerable to wildfire or if you're in a wet area that's vulnerable to floods or if you're in an area that's vulnerable to hurricanes, which would be maybe in the North Carolina area and the central part of the state. And so I think that builders and appraisers, as well as consumers, are not often, not builders, but real estate people, are not always trained. It doesn't come up in their real estate courses to really inspect the foundation of the house. You know, when I was shopping for a house, I mean, the realtor said, how come you're spending so much time looking at that furnace? I said, I'm reading the tag to see how often they had the furnace cleaned. And then I pulled out the filter and I said, this isn't a filter. This is a joke. 
and he's saying, you know, what is with you? And I, you know, it's just, it's like, I followed my dad around the house, you know, he was always talking about the boiler, the boiler, and I thought it was his Brooklyn accent, but it turned out it really was pronounced boiler. And, you know, I really feel that energy efficiency starts with the heart of the house, and that is that heating and cooling. So, Mary, I think that you're on the way. I think the people, if they can't hire you now, they're going to keep looking at your website because you're really a national audience now. Anyone living anywhere can take a virtual class from you. Yes, anyone. Yes, they can. And I agree that the more we focus on our individual homes and what we can do to make those homes more sustainable, the more realtors and appraisers and builders will start to realize how important it is. And we have to do it. It's not a luxury anymore. Mm -hmm. It's something that we have to do. Well, it's an imperative, and there are so many premiums and incentives in the mortgage financing business. And, you know, I covered Canada, and I can tell you that it's very imperative in Canada, and they really mean what they say. I think that we're going to see a lot more financing incentives and discounts to help people because their hazard insurance is going up. And with the climate change, there are 51 million homes in America that are at risk, that have at least a moderate risk to a weather-related disaster. And 11 million of those 51 million homes are low-income, and these people don't have the money to, you know, pay for the repairs. So it's not only a threat to people and losing their homes, it's also a threat to the housing finance industry because people will get behind on their mortgages. And so not only are the finance agencies providing discounts and incentives for energy efficient retrofits and, you know, and first mortgages when you buy a house, but I think you're going to see a lot more in weatherization and protecting your home against damages from storms. Like getting that roof fixed and not procrastinating. It's expensive, but if somebody's offering you a 2% loan, your town government, your state government office, you grab that loan and fix that roof. And if you don't know what to do, call Mary at lovethegreen.org. Mary, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll have to stay in touch. Let me know what's going on at Olivet. Tell everyone I said hi. Yes, I will. I hope that you can come and visit us. I know. It's on my bucket list. (laughs) All right. You take care, Mary. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Live in a Home That Pays You Back podcast. We hope you tune in again where we'll share more insider secrets so you get the absolute most out of your home. Check out Anna Simone's award-winning book, Live in a Home That Pays You Back. Available at Amazon and major booksellers in print, audio, and ebook. For more information, visit AnnaDeSimone.net. If you like what you heard, remember to follow Live in a Home That Pays You Back and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.